for the night and that is five grand five grand how are you hey hey, what's going on everybody Uh, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. How are you? Uh, Look, I'm really great. I just want to say what a pleasure and a privilege it is to have you on. You know, that you're you're coming onto the show and giving us your time. And we just want to say thank you very much because not enough people say thank you. (laughs) So so I'm saying it today. Mm -hmm. So what I... So good, the pleasure is mine. uh So what I wanted to, uh, first off, say is just to give the listeners a chance to know who you are if you could describe yourself in perhaps a, a sentence or even a couple of words how would you describe yourself and it doesn't have to be to do with music just who you are uh, just a very determined focus our working individual Mm-hmm. Real, real life creative. Yeah. Creative well, type. Creative, determined, focused. That's what you need. That's what you need to get ahead. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, exactly. So, I had to listen to your stuff and I was really, really impressed. I, I sent you a message and I'm very impressed. I, you know, I hadn't really gone and listened. And then when Alan sent me, hey, Alan. When Alan sent me, <laughs> when Alan sent me the stuff, uh, you know, I had to listen, and I was really, really impressed. I, um, uh, you know, I, you're right up there with a lot of people, and uh, you know, a lot of the people who've listened to you today of my friends have, you know, said, "Oh, you got really great flow," and this and that and the other. These are rappers too, you know. So I'm not a rapper, obviously, but but they are, and you're getting a lot of props from a lot of hardcore rappers there. So um, you are very influ. Who are your biggest influences in rap? Um, well, first, I just want to say I appreciate all the all the feedback, all the positive feedback, because mm-hmm. I, I definitely put in a lot of time and hard work mm-hmm. into in my craft. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, but uh, as far as influences are concerned, I would say uh, you know I listen to a lot of Jay Z, uh, mm-hmm. Fifty. Um, that's about right. As far as the major heavy mm-hmm. influences there, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of uh, spans all the way across the board. Like, right. A lot of mm-hmm. times, man, I, I might listen to some jazz music, some classical cool. music. You never mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everything has an influence. Right. Right. So now, I, and I did hear a lot of Jay Z influence. You know, a lot of Jay Z influence, and I think Jay Z's amazing. I, 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 you know, love what he's about, and I, I think he's phenomenal. And you know, he's what can you say? You know, he's 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 at, he's at the top of his game right now. So he me, is. In order, in order for me, I feel to be at the top of my game, you have to study the one person who's at the top of their game Mm -hmm. and you know what rap is so competitive so you know i'm reaching for that guy's spot exactly and then and then twist it and then twist it a little however you're going to twist it in your own way so then people are like bang 
that's Jay Z came with his, uh, you know, Jigger Man and all of that sort of stuff, and you, you immediately knew it was him. And then Snoop with his <laughs> the sort of like lazy, you know, like his like all cool and uh, stoned all the time. <laughs> you know? right, but right. but he's cool doing it. I think is very funny. You know? right. um, uh, I actually uh, I actually had a chance to uh, sit in with Snoop on his uh, Ego Tripping album. Uh-huh. Uh, the one album that uh, came out on Interscope was uh, executive produced by Teddy Riley. Right. I some, uh, yeah, I actually did some ghostwriting for uh, Teddy Riley. Really? You know, I've been, we yeah. have, because um, I, and I didn't know that, but one of our very good friends who I play on this uh, show a lot and the segment I just did with Morgan, Morgan's best friend, uh, Lenny Harold, is uh, in BS2. He's one of the singers, been one of the singers for two years with BS2, which is Blackstreet, you know, the new iteration. He's the young guy, of course. He's 29 and he's the one that, because Teddy's getting older, Teddy's probably, you know, Teddy's in his 40s now. He's not old, but he's in his 40s. So he needs the young blood on stage for the girls to throw their underwear and stuff like that. So, and then they call this iteration BS2. But um, I know, Mm -hmm. when did you do that? Because I know Glenn was, Glenn was down there living at Teddy's for a while in Atlanta. And he's now back. Right, right, right. Now he's back in um, New New York, New Jersey. But um, were you there recently? Uh, it wasn't recently. Right. Um, it was around about the uh, time when, when that uh, Eagle Tripping album came came about. But uh, I did get flown to the uh, mansion out in uh, Atlanta. I believe it was in Alpharetta. Right. And um, you know, I stayed there. First time I stayed there was. It's about a, a weekend or something like that, and I turned out like eight, nine songs in a weekend. Nice. And you know, just yeah, it was just crazy because of the energy, and then you know, it's just like Teddy Riley. You know, he's a you know still still legend in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, definitely a hot producer. He still got hot hot uh, beats, and you know, just being under the gun of, of a of a legendary producer such mm-hmm. as Teddy Riley. How did you, know, you feel I, about I, being a ghostwriter for him though? How did you feel about being a ghostwriter for him? Man, it did it it, it worked wonders mm-hmm. for my confidence. Because right. Because if you have if you have the stamp of a legend right uh like Teddy Riley who who brought a whole uh, era of, of new music of uh, the creator of New Jack Swing Right. To, to the uh, to the culture, and he gives you that stamp like you're dope, and then fly right. you to the mm-hmm. mansion, and you know, like, you know, I didn't need any more, you know, <laughs> stamps of approval. I got one from a legend. He worked with Michael Jackson, right? So, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was all I needed, you know, as far as the confidence department was concerned. I knew I was doing a, uh, I knew I was in the right business, right? You know what I mean, well, obviously because he's he's having you write. And uh, hopefully, hopefully compensating you as a ghostwriter as well as you can be. <laughs> so what I wanted to know was how long have you been writing and rapping? And did you always rap coming up or what happened? Do you sing and do you play instruments? Um, well, I've been writing for quite a, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my early influences was my oldest brother. Who had a group with his um with, with my cousin and uh you know that didn't last long but I was influenced by them right and mm-hmm. I pretty much carried on you know the tradition of it and and you know continue writing and, mm-hmm. and everything and you know I had my mild successes throughout that time and you know pretty much pretty much stuck with it until now and uh, you know I, I don't play any instruments or anything like that but I used to produce. Right. Um, back when I couldn't find producers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, uh, after a while, I started meeting guys and linking up with guys and linking up with platinum producers and Grammy uh, award winning producers. And I got lazy and I said, what the hell with the uh, production? <laughs> well, uh, you know, but do you, do you still away. produce? Like, I mean, if you're writing something and if you're just working with them and they're not charging you fine but if they're charging you those big studios if they're in a big studio are going to be expensive unless someone else is paying right 
Do you uh, normally go to them with the skeleton of a song? I mean, you can get like so many loops. I mean, you can even go in a garage band and create the base, basic song and then take it to them and they can uh, – you can even get uh, Logic now for two ninety nine. And Logic's, right. Logic used to be thousands of dollars and this last iteration, Logic X, is, is now right. $299 or so. So everyone's in the market. Everyone's in the game now because – Logic's, right. Logic's as good as Pro Tools. I mean, some things are better, some things worse, but I mean, it's as good. And then you've got other things. You've got your Cubase, you've got different things. But um, with with that happening, do you have a Mac? I mean, when you do have to produce, do you mm-hmm. – what do you use? Do you have a studio or do you have, you know, just a small small one where you have your Mac and some plugins? What do you have? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, basically, uh, now I pretty much have an in-house uh, uh, studio, and um, I do a lot of my work there. A lot of my vocals mm-hmm. uh, get done in there. Sometimes I'll bring in my man who's a producer, and he'll come make the beat right there on the spot. Is we'll that that mad face there. guy? Is that the mad well, face guy who just produced for you? Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to my man Duke uh, from Mad Face who produced uh, my new single, When the World Turns Blue. Uh, right. Just one of uh, one of the guys that I work with um, on a production side of things. I got a lot of great friends that that does that do music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm a very lucky and fortunate guy. Right. I don't have to uh, you know make beats. I kind of let those guys do it. Those, mm-hmm. those guys are the professionals. I I just write. <laughs> so <laughs> you, know you I mean? wow. So now, do you only write uh, hip hop or do you write all types of genres? Um. Well. I mainly write hip hop, rap, but I can write some R and B. I've known to, I'm known to write uh, some R and B hooks uh, of mm-hmm. my own songs and other people's. I mean, coming from um, that Teddy Riley camp, he right. kind of trained uh-huh. a little bit with the R with the R and B. Right. So I, I was dibbling and dabbling with with him and um, some R and B stuff that he was working on. Hmm. Wow. That's great. Right. That's that's yeah. really great. Um, now, yeah. with regard, so you you went down to Atlanta for the weekend. Now you're based out of Philly. Now I know you've been going to LA here and there. How, how do you, this is a question that we've had on Instagram? How do you feel about Philly and people uh, allowing you to get past? And it, you know, we can say whatever we like because <laughs> I don't take offense. But how do you like Philly? Because we've had this conversation. What do you think of Philly and um, or not Philly, but the way others perceive Philly and how they're allowing or not allowing uh, people, if they say they're from Philly, to get ahead? What's the deal there? I want to hear it. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's like a, a whole... Whole number show right, right. there, but um, uh-huh. well, I mean, basically, um, Philly has just always been a tough, tough market where mm-hmm. you know the people here just really don't care about nothing. You you have to be. It's really like survival of the fittest here. So you know you you it's it's very competitive, and you got to be sharp in order to to stand out. Um, I can't say that I would give up on it because, uh, you know, Meek, Meek has done mm-hmm. it, has, um, you know, successfully mm-hmm. uh, come up the ranks in the city and become a, a, a success within his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, de- it's definitely a lot of politics to the city that are different from when you go to other cities. Right. Um, so- <laughs> I, lived, I, lived, I, I lived in Atlanta for a year. Uh-huh. Um, I went to school with uh, DJ Drama, Prince uh-huh. uh, Sense, um, Polo the Don. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys that's prominent on the music uh, scene now. I went, right. to, I went to school with, and it's just like all love. Like when, when I go to Atlanta, like yeah. you link up, and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's it's fairly easy. Or when I go to LA. I work with uh, Fisticuff Productions. Right. Uh, my man Brian over there, who done um, uh, Miguel's uh, album Kaleidoscope. Right. And you know, mm-hmm. I-, I work with some some big big name people outside mm-hmm. of the city. It's just you know, coming in, 
it's it's a it's a little bit of a challenge with right. it. But um nonetheless I wouldn't give up on it, you know. Right. It, you it know, is my city, it, mm-hmm. it's what makes you I was having this this same conversation or similar conversation with your friend or manager or uh manager Ellen last right. night and we were we were chatting and I was saying that I have a lot of things I'm doing in entertainment and I was paid no mind you know people underestimated me for a long time wouldn't give me any love and so I've just gone about and doing it myself <laughs> gone and got a master's degree now I'm getting a doctorate and you know, what can they say about that when I was younger I used to get boxed into the oh, well you know because I did the modeling and promotions it was like oh yeah she's uh, you know, dumb blonde. And, and so I've just like gone around everyone. And what I see in Philly is there's a lot of really good people, but sometimes mm-hmm. there's people, sometimes the right people in Philly really know less than you do, really and less connected than you can be. I've found that I've just gone out to LA. Now I'm speaking at events in LA and I'm more connected. Right. I do, do, I do, I do in LA in a week what would take me 10 years to do in Philly. It's just like, that's why I love LA because it's, it's like in Philly, everyone in LA is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all about the business. Let's meet, let's this, let's that, this, this. And it's just like, I'm, I've got meetings back to back. I'm meeting people here. I'm meeting people there. And they know I'm driven. They know I'm focused. They know I want it. And so they're opening doors. Um, but you get mm-hmm. to Philly and everyone's like, oh, she wants it. Let's close the door. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so that's how I feel. In Philly, I sort of – and I have a lot of – great friends who have supported me in Philly, but I think that the opportunities, you create opportunities just by thinking out of the box. Like, I mean, I was stuck where I wasn't in my 20s anymore and I had things I wanted to do. And so I said, well, everyone would try to, I think everyone would try to take away, uh, not give you credit for, for what you do. So you know what I did? How can they take away anything from a master's degree? If I walk in the room with an MBA, everyone's respecting me, <laughs> So, and and I really found that a lot of people don't go that way, but I found that that was my um, arsenal. That w- that was very handy to have in my bag because I, you know, I was able right. to work work corporate America. You know, build up my education to the point where now I'm writing my dissertation and will be a doctor soon. And no one can disrespect that. They have to respect it, and it's a differentiator. You got to differentiate yourself in some way. So while while I used to do a lot of singing now I have things I want to do with regards to entertainment a lot of stuff and and I think right. that the differentiator helps and and my differentiator is completely out of the box I'm very driven and you are very driven too so I've had a similar probably a similar experience to you in Philly you know in a way but I don't think it stops me when people hear I'm from Philly they don't pay it any mind <laughs> <laughs> because they hear, I guess they hear the Australian in me and right. people didn't even, with regard to singledom, more people mm-hmm. know me now in Philly because of the singledom thing. I mean, that's, we're getting right. a lot of um, play. How did you come into doing the track? How many tracks did you have on singledom? Uh, I believe I had about two or three. Right. So you're one of the artists (laughs) Uh, when the world turns blue, which is a great track. Now, tell me about that. Um, How quickly did you write it? When did you write it? And I know you got images from Missouri, but um, had you written it before Missouri or did you just say, oh, we've got to do something now? Bang. We've got to. (laughs) What happened with that? You know, it's kind of a crazy story. Uh-huh. Like, um, I might have, you know, I don't get much sleep, so I'm, I might have. Uh, You're an insomniac, uh, I mean, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I am too. But, don't uh, worry. Uh-huh. I think I have posted on Instagram that I was riding around in the, uh, in the city, uh-huh. and you know, doing some writing, which is common for what I do. You know, right. I sit, I'll get in my car, I'll take a drive, uh-huh. and I just pretty much taking taking the scenery and just let it come to me. Right. You know, I don't use a pen or, mm-hmm. or paper or anything like that, so I'm not writing and driving at the same time. It's right. Just, I'm just putting it together word, word for word. Do you just, and, like, uh, talk into my, your cell phone? Do. <laughs> do you voice record right. into the cell phone? Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, my man Duke has seen my post mm-hmm. and he said, look, I'm going to send you a beat. 
and um, you know, go ahead and rock out. So he sent me the beat, and I plugged it up in the uh, radio, or whatever, and you know, it just kind of talked to me. And at the time, it was like right after the, the Newtown tragedy, wow, and um, yeah. a mass shooting, and that's pretty much where the feeling mm-hmm. of the record came from. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it about uh, a year or so mm-hmm. ago. Um, based off of that tragedy, and um, just so happens that some mm-hmm. things were happening in the country, and I felt like it was time to, uh, you know, let the record uh, go and let the people hear it. And you know, my guy Duke, who produced the, uh, the record, shout out to him, Mad Face Production. He's like, you know, yo, you got to drop this record, and people got to hear this record. Right. And I'm like, you know, I can't, I couldn't deny him anymore. So you know, we released it and um it's been getting so a lot of positive feedback right right and the more people who hear it uh uh-huh it's something that has potential to be more cross crossover than anything else because it appeals to people's concern for others it appeals to people's hearts it's talking about social justice and and i think that we all respond to social issues especially social issues with regards to the the police brutality on the young black men and that's we actually had a discussion on that on on my diva doc show and uh, you know it got really deep one of the docs her boyfriend he's actually i believe he's in atlanta but he's like organizing one of the organizers of this blackout day on monday where and i Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you've heard about blackout day have you heard about what they're doing on blackout day yeah i did hear a little something about it yeah right and and you know people can still go to work and earn money but there's supposed to be a um basically a ban on buying for the black community on buying from anything but a black business. Is that what you heard? Is that what you, yeah. And so even though I'm, you know, Miss Australia white girl, I don't have the, let's say the uh, experiences that people have had in this country. So I don't come with preconceived notions as ideas I just I accept people as they are and I'm very creative too so my preference Mm -hmm. is to be surrounded by driven creative people but it is such a tragedy and and we were looking at what can you do solutions wise what they're organizing is a good thing because when you when they did actions like this which is a non-violent action it's an, it's non-violent. You know, when you're banning something, it's non-violent. It's a way of mm-hmm. making a stand. It's hitting the pockets to pay atten- to make people pay attention because they will. When their businesses lose money, lose a lot of money in a day, there's going to be a lot of attention to, uh, turned to what's been going on. Absolutely. And, and so this is the best way. They did this with the buses back when they were fighting for, for all the civil rights back in the 60s where they rode the they refused to ride the buses and it was a ban mm-hmm. on buses they didn't do it with any violence and they were able mm-hmm. to change the status quo they were able to change things one part of the country changed things for a lot of people right. <laughs> so it was certainly really really interesting i've i've had this topic and talk about uh issues such as this with a few people i also talked with chris jasper from isley jasper isley and he'd written a song called brother to brother uh, about apartheid he's a friend of mine he came out on one of my shows i've actually interviewed him many times probably five times or so but he he had written this song for apartheid and we were all talking about nelson mandela and how he'd started out violent, but he made the biggest impact in his life when he became nonviolent because he, he stood up for everything and did it with nonviolence, but he did it through education and because education is the great equalizer. I applaud people for choosing a way to make a stand without being violent, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. what, are but, you, what are your thoughts yeah. on this? Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, absolutely, you know, uh, in, in no way, uh, shape, or form is the police brutality that mm-hmm. you see today uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely have to take a stand and, 
people know that this is not okay, but it's been going on silently mm. for such a long time. And, um, you know, with, with me and how I see things, I mean, I'm an artist, so right. it's going to come out musically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times people don't get rap or hip-hop or they, hear gang they label it gangster rap or whatever. And really, if you listen to hip-hop mm -hmm. or rap, you'll hear the stories and you'll get the post of what's going on right. in a part of the city or a part of the country mm -hmm. that you may not live in that, that happens every day. Oh, yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. if, if, if you listen to it, instead of criticizing it or turning a blind eye to it or mm -hmm. trying to label it something bad, mm -hmm. you'll really get the gist of what's wrong with the country. Right. You know? if, mm -hmm. if you even playing field for everybody, then, you know, as a country, mm -hmm. we we uh, we excel as a whole, you know what I mean? Right. It's going to take a long time because, you know, not only is there racial inequity, which there is, there's also sexism. So there's sex inequality. I, I was just having this conversation with a, a doctor the other day on Dividox and he was talking about careers and women earn only 77% of what the equivalent man will work in any uh, line of career which is it's a shame because women are perceived they might be doing just as much but they don't I guess negotiation skills aren't as good perhaps mm -hmm. there need to be negotiation classes for women in business right. because women don't negotiate as high or they're just not given the they're not they're not given the opportunity to earn as much which is which right. is terrible and then you have a lot of racism and you also have a lot of people who have come for money and they don't want to bring up others they want to keep the money to themselves sure exactly. we all want we all want money My kids are the innocent ones and i i think that everyone should be properly educated that's well, absolutely and that's a big issue in this country they're making some school districts so impoverished and then there's other school districts that just get everything and you know these kids how are they functioning how are they learning in the impoverished areas I mean you're starting out against game but then at the same point everyone individually has to take accountability we all have shit in our lives and... definitely definitely i mean like mm -hmm. in other countries other countries get it like in sweden where you know you got education is free for all right you know mm -hmm. and, it's, and the quality of education is is uh is good across the board so, right you know mm -hmm. there's a greater amount of the population over there is 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 winning but right. uh, we just don't get it over here um you know money is like above everything, right? Right, mm -hmm. right over here. So you know, you got one, you got one oppressed people, and then you got you know, the, the, you know, the, the very wealthy who have access to everything. So mm -hmm. you definitely have to do something about the uh, the inequality issue, um, right. and of mm -hmm. course with the accountability issue. You know, I feel like like uh, with David Ban David Banner put out an interesting uh, tweet mm -hmm. that uh, said something towards the likes of you know the. The cops kill blacks because, you know, for the same reasons that blacks kill blacks, and it's because we don't value life. And I kind of agree with some of what mm. he said, and we have to take into accountability and change that. With, like with, mm -hmm. you know, the whole Mike Brown situation right. and how we got together for, for that situation. I feel like when anybody mm -hmm. dies, mm -hmm. we need to make a big fuss and a big stand and, and mm -hmm. then only then will we be able to change this or turn mm -hmm. the ship around as far as, you know, uh, you know, black on black crime and things of that nature. Ab absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. I have probably thousands of friends, uh, female doctor friends in America who are not impoverished. A lot of the girls, doctors, females, I would say I have at least five, six hundred friends who are doctors who are black women and they are phenomenal and they're making a difference and it takes, you can't do anything on your own. You you have to do something. I mean, you can do a little. I have something I stick to is as one, I can make a ripple, but with many, I can make a tidal wave and I can blow everything out of the water. If I gain some momentum and bring, bring network, help others 
and at the same and they can help me too like we all help one another we prop one another up i'm i'm very into helping people you you become my friend you become part of my network I will introduce you to people that that I think can benefit you. I have no problems. I, I'm not jealous of my connections. I, in fact, connect right. so many people. But I know a lot of people don't do that. Most people don't right. do that. They're very, oh, if I introduce them to them, well, then they might do more than me. But, you know, right. I, I think it takes more people just realizing that if you give out positive energy, it's going to come back to you tenfold. Exactly. And and even if someone yeah. does take advantage of you, that's yeah. their karma. That's their karma. They've exactly. got to deal with that. You leave them alone. You don't need to deal with them again. <laughs> <laughs> and and exactly. and and your energy is you just got to surround yourself with good energy and people who are going you want to surround yourself with people who are driven because with this Missouri situation there were mm-hmm. rabble rousers that caused a lot of trouble where it could have been peaceful where it could have been a lot more peaceful of course you've got the right. people who all they want to do is cause trouble And and that really makes it bad for everyone. So, what are you, you, with regard to what you would do if you had the opportunity to run Missouri? (laughs) What would, and and, you know what? I love the track too because everyone's going to hear it soon um, when Mm. the world turns blue. But that's why I'm I'm going into all of this because it's so socially motivated. Do you think you're going to write more socially motivating songs? Because this is this is really touches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try. I try to give them. Um, I try to give them everything because mm-hmm. I mean, just with me and my personal life. Right. I've had I had one foot in the street before, and mm-hmm. I have one foot, you know, outside of the street. Like, wow. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, what people don't know is that you know I did go to college and mm-hmm. I did. Uh, have a or, or achieve a 3.5 GPA in engineering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I didn't finish because my my, my uh, school that I was attending wasn't accredited, so that right. was a frustrating thing mm-hmm. to me, and that's what led me into a bad path uh, mm. of the street. So I pretty much feel like I got two educations. I have a street education mm-hmm. because I've been there and I had a lot of friends there, and of course mm-hmm. I I come from you know the hood or whatever and right. i have um an educational background too mm-hmm. which uh really helped me see and stay on the even kill as mm-hmm. far as you know being uh doing things on a on a positive note right so mm-hmm. um you know pretty much man i i i definitely touch on a, on the social issues i'm i'm mm-hmm. um, i'm very intact with what's going on i watch the news a lot because mm-hmm. i'm an avid investor and it correlates to uh, what I do right. daily when I'm not in a in a music. So um, yeah, I mean, if I feel it, I definitely uh, I'll go in and do do some uh, do some social rap, some 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 songs with some substance. I put out a mixtape called Occupy Wall Street, mm. uh, Life is Grand Volume Four, and I touch on a, a few uh, social issues, and I, I think it came out uh, excellent. And you know, it might have went over a few people's heads, but uh, mm-hmm. if you go back, if you if you never heard it, you can go back and listen to it. There's songs on there that that's dealing with oppression and or dealing with inequality again. You know, with the whole Occupy Wall Street movement mm-hmm. wasn't just about one race; it was about you know uh, everybody. Right. Everybody exactly. felt slighted or or cheated by the you know the wealthy or mm-hmm. or the status quo. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know. I, I dedicated a whole mixtape to it. Wow! And it's on my website. Yes, yeah, so every so everyone needs to check that out too. And yeah, lifeisgrand.com. Lifeisgrand.com. But now I just wanted to get back to a little bit because I did read your bio. How were you able to? Because you went to college. And then mm-hmm. you came back and you said you got you got on the streets and you did some you know a couple of bad things. But you know we're all young; we make mistakes. And you learned a lot of lessons. How did you get out of that? How were you able to pull yourself away? And did were there people who were angry because you were able to pull yourself away? Were there some people who were resentful? Uh huh. Um. Well, really, <laughs> what had happened while I was uh, experiencing or, or dabbling in the mm-hmm. streets, mm-hmm. what? What they say will happen, which is, you know, a lot of people went to jail that I knew. Right. A lot of people got killed. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, just seeing people die at, uh, you know, I was in my teens at the time. So God, at 25, mm. it like kind of floored me. Mm. And um, really is, is a story that like the one guy who taught me everything I knew in the streets, uh, like three months later, he got killed. Wow. So, mm. you know, that well, that wasn't like, a, a, you know, a, a sign for me, like this isn't the route to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what, what, what was. So mm-hmm. um, that pretty much like everything that I was seeing and that, that I was going through, um, it, it was a heavy burden on, on my shoulders and on my head, on my heart and everything. And I needed uh, an outlet to to vent and, and, and let out everything that I was experiencing. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what that's where the music came uh, came about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I started, you know, writing and, and talking about the things that I've been through. And it, it was kind of like therapeutic to me mm-hmm. as far as all the losses that I incurred with, you know, just money and, and just a whole lot of friends, mm-hmm. and, you know. So that's that's pretty much what, what, what got me out. I always had a stronger love for music. And, you know, you can't, you can't do both. You can't be in the streets and do music because one mm-hmm. is going to take over. Right. And, you know, the streets mm-hmm. will take over your life and you won't be able to do music. And I always have more of a passion for music. Because right. I started out doing music. I didn't mm-hmm. start out in the streets. It wasn't like a whole lot of necess- uh, necessity for me. Right. Wow. Wow. So, That's yeah. It's a pretty deep story. Yeah. <laughs> certainly. Certainly is. So, with regard to what you have uh, coming up in the future and what you're wanting to work on, what have you mm-hmm. got planned? And have you have you done any collabs? And are you doing any collabs coming up? Uh, what what's what's on the agenda? Um. Well, we're, we're definitely gearing up to drop this new album mm-hmm. called Grand Scale American Hustle. It's already finished. Um. We're dropping singles now off the album. Mm-hmm. The first one was The World Turns Blue. I got another one that will be following up, Heavy is the Crown. Uh, we got a few more. I'll probably uh, reach out to a few guys that uh, I've done collabs with in the past, like uh, Chill Moody. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with that guy, but he's buzzing in the, in the city. we we got a great relationship. Right. I have uh, mm-hmm. a, a record that's like, really repping the city and mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get him on there right. and reach out mm-hmm. to uh, Tone Trump right. you know, uh, another guy that's buzzing in the city um, now are these guys yeah. do you think they're going to get out of Philly and hit bigger than Philly or what do you think is going to happen with these guys well I definitely talk uh, a lot more to Joe more than I do Trump but um so I, I definitely feel like he will um, eventually uh, flourish outside of the city. He's already flourishing outside of the city, um, buzzing in, in New York, and, and uh, he's been doing tours outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like one of the only guys that I run into when I'm out in L.A. during the Grammys or BET. So, you know, he's doing everything that he, that he should do. Um, Donald Trump. He, he definitely understands the business, and he's doing things outside of the city as well, as far as I can mm-hmm. see. So mm-hmm. I, I think, what you know, with their grind and their hustle, they'll definitely become successful in their own right. They're successful now, so right. you know, they, they're doing good. That's that's awesome. And so you've got the album coming out, have you? and you've got the potential collabs coming out. Right, and we're going to be doing a tour as well mm-hmm. following that. So, right, so where you are you know, going to be touring? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're going to start off with a five-city tour. We're, excuse me, uh, we're we're uh, still working on the, uh, the city that mm-hmm. which we're going to go to. But I got some people, you know, asking for me to come down to uh, Houston and Vancouver. Of course, we're going to do um, New York and uh, Atlanta and maybe maybe Miami as well. So you you're know, not going to do LA. Keep them posted. You know, yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely mm-hmm. do LA because I got a lot of love out there in LA as well. Right. I'm, I'm going to send you stuff to some of my people in LA too. I, I know Brian's already listened to it. I haven't heard any feedback yet, but I'll, fo- I'll follow up on that. But I've got some other people pretty connected over there that I will forward your stuff. 
life too. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, and, you know, we gotta link up when we when we uh when next time you go out to LA. Yes, so, absolutely. Know. No, we'll we'll link up here. I'm, not, I'm I probably won't be in LA for a couple of months. Right. I was there in April, then I was again there this month. I get there a bit. <laughs> so, right, 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 right. so yeah, but and and I as I said, I always do so much when I go there. But um right. but yeah, definitely no. I'll I'll definitely make sure to, you know, link up with you here in Philly. So you know, absolutely, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So absolutely, absolutely, I'll make a point to do that in the next few weeks. But um, mm-hmm. no, I just want you to let everyone know how they. I, I just want to say thank you first for coming on because you really, I've got to know you and the listeners have, and you're very genuine, very open. It's all about being authentic and open and 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 helping other people. So, right, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely talent, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that I, a great job on When the World Turns Blue. I listened to that. I'm, wow, yeah. And and then the other tracks, I, I, I thought they are phenomenal. I really, really like them. I like Picasso, baby, <laughs> the mix on, on, on Jay-Z's thing. Uh, do you have a favorite track of yours that you've done? Um, I mean, I definitely like the the new one that we bought out. Right. Uh, World Turns Blue. Um, mm-hmm. We got some amazing cuts on this new album, Grand Scale. Uh-huh. Uh, I had an EP that I put out uh, called Visions of Grandeur as well. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of great tracks on there. It's only six, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a definite teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, got a, I got a song called Mama's Cry that's um, a, a a favorite of mine's and whenever I perform it, it's like one of the songs that I, I really get uh, emotional while performing mm, and mm. people in the crowd seem to get emotional with me and, and wow. like really feel it. So the response to it's been crazy. So mm. um yeah, Mom's Cry off the Visions of Grand Jor Did you write it about your mom? Uh I write it about the plight of uh a mother trying to raise a, a son, a, a black kid in the hood around mm. all these influences. So Absolutely. It's, that's a, it's a it's, tough it's, thing. It's mm-hmm. a story within a story, and mm-hmm. it's, it's touching, it's, it's real, it's genuine, and that's pretty much why I get emotional right. when I perform it. Right. It's, it's just so real. Mm-hmm. How much, because, I mean, we're talking about how uh, everyone's victims, and I think uh, there's a lot of unfairness, but in order for a lot of people to rise above it, they have to become empowered. They, they, they can't remain in the victim position, even if things aren't fair. There's, life isn't fair. You know, we know that. How do, they, right. how do you think that they can become empowered? Things are not going to become even, but they can still go to school. They're not stopped from, they're not stopped from going to school, even if they're living in a impoverished, impoverished neighborhood. What can they do? I mean, I know a lot of the libraries have been taken away, but there's big brother-sister groups where you have a lot of helpful people. And at some point, we all have to take accountability. We've all been through, we go through bad things. Yes, granted, things are not fair. They're not equal and they're not fair. And I, I maintain that too. But at the same point, where do we hold people accountable? When they become murderers, not everyone who who grows up impoverished becomes a murderer. Some become doctors. Where do we draw the right. line at accountability? Well, mm-hmm. one thing that I, I kind of hold on with myself is that, you know, I, I, did, I didn't finish school. Mm-hmm. But although I didn't finish school, I never stopped educating myself mm-hmm. on, you know, social issues or just whatever is going on like right. you know uh i wasn't always an investor or into investing oh what are you I investing in what's your tip <laughs> <laughs> have you got a tip yeah i mean if, if, if you follow me in the morning like I'll, I'll let off a couple you know uh investment tips and things of that like i'm, I'm really heavily into it are you into um, the tech companies was that the tech companies like Google, Facebook, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Tech, tech is uh, tech stock is hot right yeah. now. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I, I, I was fortunate enough to to make a lot of money in the, in that um, in that business. And, um, and one thing that I've noticed is that you know I talk to a lot of my people, and mm-hmm. you know they don't know anything about it. And one thing that I always scream or tweet is that you know we're the number one consumers right. of products, right? And we don't really own it. Like right. you'll purchase it, mm-hmm. you, you know, you think you own it because you can wear it on your body or right. whatever, but you don't really own it until mm-hmm. you're invested in it. Right. So, you know, one thing that we don't think about, uh, you know, and I'm talking about my people, is just owning the things that we consume. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've learned a lot about that aspect of the game, um, just, in, you know, investing in certain companies and things that I spent my money on throughout, mm-hmm. throughout my year or whatever or, or growing up. And, um, you know, I, I've made a lot of money on it. And, and that's pretty much where the the wealth lies is, is, is investing. And, you know, right. even with uh, being in the music industry, like, you know, your your uh, income isn't, you know, Guaranteed. People get in the music industry <laughs> and they get advances or royalty checks and they think that they're going to last forever. They're not. But you're going yeah. to experience a, a cold, uh, a cold uh, spout or whatever. And, you know, you have to do the right thing with your money. Yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> Exactly. That's right. why so many artists go to jail because they don't pay their taxes, you know. Right, right. And I see so many rappers that, right. you know, they're, they're rich, they're millionaires at one point, and then the next point, you know, they're, work, they're working in Target somewhere. And it's mm. just like, it, it, pain, it pains me to see any of my people come mm. up and be millionaires and, at one point and then, you know, lose all their money. And it, it's, a lot has to do with not uh, having a financial education right. Right. that you need to survive out here. Right. And, uh, you know, that's very important to me. And mm-hmm. I rap about it. I'm like one of the only people that rap about it. Wow, that's it. great. Um, mm-hmm. I put, mm-hmm. Yeah, I put posts about it. They get very few likes because, you know, I know a lot of people don't understand it. But, but you, you know what? Have, I had a thought. Have you ever thought about speaking on this? I mean, you, you're very well spoken and you have a passion <laughs> for it. No, no, no. Because, I mean, <laughs> motivational speakers, they get a lot of money. You can mix that with the artistry. I think that your story is very motivational to a lot of kids that need someone to look up to. I think that that you have a lot to give, a lot to give, not only in your music, but but just by touching people with your experience. And especially the kids, they they need people like you to, to show them to come into their life and show them that, hey, you know, it's okay. I was there like you and I've made it through and I'm doing this and this and this. And hey, you know, open their minds. On my iPhone app, I can just play with all the stocks and see how they perform. It's called Stock Wars. Have you heard of what? that? No, Check the stocks. I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Stock Wars, and it does real time. So you can, like, say, take $100,000 and invest it and see how it goes over a few months and play around with it and and see how you're performing. If I bought it, it was probably $2, but it's really a great app. It sounds like a great app. Yeah, Stock Wars, look it up. So it's it's pretty cool. And then you're not playing with your own money, but you're learning, you're watching what's happening with the market. Right, right. You know, I pretty... mean, that's, that's pretty much, sounds like uh, pretty much what I advise people to do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. get a lot of likes on my uh, investment posts or anything like that, <laughs> but I do get a lot of questions and a lot of inboxes. Right. Like, Yo, man, like, can we meet up? Can you show me? Uh, you know how you did this, or right. teach me about the game, or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, and I'm mm-hmm. always open. I'll sit down and you know <laughs> talk to somebody if they're, if they're willing or whatever, right? Um, to learn. But uh-huh. um, you know, I, I uh, I'm not opposed to you know talking to young people and, and sharing my experiences with them. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can see you time, doing that. I can see you. There's some amazing, amazing guys in this city that are really inspiring. And I believe that you're among them. I know my business partner in, in Singledom, Kyrie, his inspiration, what, he, what he's come through. And I just, I'm very fortunate to have been asked to get involved and we're going to make this happen big time. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm just very fortunate that, um, you know, so many good people are coming into my life. We're going outside the Philly uh, thing and we're going our, our own way. We're doing this, you know, and, and you know, we're going to hit it. We'll see. But what I want you to do is tell everyone how your social media tags like the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, how they contact you. You also said, already said it was life is and that's is with a z grand um dot com and and all your other social media tags so people can get in touch with you if they want Mm -hmm. right uh it's pretty consistent across the board you can follow me on facebook uh instagram twitter at five grand life you can go to my my band page uh on facebook five grand life um you know, hit me up on 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 Twitter, on Instagram. I'm gonna respond right back. You know, I, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate the support. Um, I'm a real guy, so I'm I'm gonna, you know, respond to you. And Alisa, I tell you, we we got into some deep conversations about music and or whatever mm-hmm. on, on my post. <laughs> uh, right back, uh, back and forth with it. Yeah, but you but know, but you know what? Right? I'm the only one who does. Everyone else just agrees with you. You know, I got. You know, right. <laughs> They're all just like like right. agree, and I'm like, oh, stuff this. I got to say something, you know. But that, that's that's my nature. I gotta. I, I, I like to be the uh, devil's advocate sometimes. Right, right, right. And no, good, you know, though. I like I like to throw out another um, point of view. Let's say because there's right. always, and even if I don't think that way, if I know that there right. is another point of view, even if I don't agree with it, sometimes I'll just throw right. it in there just we'll to hear how someone will respond. Because that's right. that you know, as long as it's a legitimate point of view, hey, you got to think about all right. angles. <laughs> so, right. Right. but I like it. I think yeah. it. It, it lends itself to more conversation. You don't want to be agreed with with everyone anyway. You don't want everyone to agree with you. How boring. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you can definitely catch Elisa on, on one of my uh, posts. Or any of my posts uh, uh, being in some trouble, stirring up some trouble with me. I already know what it is. Yes. But yeah, I definitely respond out every and anybody uh, when I can. Uh, yeah. Definitely catch me on there for at five grand life, the number five grand life, or um, check out all my music and, and videos on um, lifeisgrand.com, and that's uh, izgrand.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a you check me out on my Vivo channel, uh, vivo.com slash five grand life. Uh, I'm on Beats Music, um, just put me in a search five grand, Spotify. Amazon.com, iTunes, you name it. I'm on there. Check me out. There's no reason for you not to. Right. And everyone who's listening, please reach out to Five Grand. Reach out to him. Go like his fan page and also reach out to him on Instagram and Twitter because as I maintain with everyone it's a, we can only make a ripple alone, but we can create a tidal wave. And if we all help each other, it comes back. Believe me, your name will be put into the mix too. If you help other people, they will help you. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, so get behind five grand and just get, give some support where it's needed. Because, you know, this is a great track and it really makes you think. So, any case... I am going to finish with the interview and I am going to play When the World Turns Blue. I'm going to play that first and then I'm going to play Killer Kyleon with My City featuring Kirko Bangs and Slim Thug. So Michael Rocks with Memo. So we are going to play three rap tracks and then I will be on with Lorena Major, rock history girl, and she's going to give us the music facts, anniversaries, royalties, as she's a royalty analyst and everything. So we're going to listen to what rock history girl has to say from LA. So everyone, sit back, relax and enjoy. Five grand with When the World Turns Blue. Get out there and support him. Five grand on all the social media handles. Then I'm going to play Killer Kylie on with My City and Sir Michael Rocks. So everyone, sit back, relax and enjoy because 
I will. Madface Productions. When the world turns blue. When the world turns blue. Too many niggas on a bus stop. Take a ride through my hood where the buck stops. Sirens firing fuck shots. Young niggas wildin'. Attitude fuck cops. You can smell the poverty a mile away. And their dreams is feeling like it's a mile away. I pay a hundred if I can see a kid smile a day. They out here hustling, trying to get it and find a way. I mean, attention in the attic. Niggas with big beards speaking Arabic. Praying to a law, hoping for forgiveness. Turn to the streets, get right back to business. Beating your fam is priority. By any means, when it ain't work for minorities. In other words, we be trapping Forever stuck in the trap Now tell me next what's gonna happen We ghetto living, we ghetto driven Never mistaken for what the ghetto it isn't I feel these words, I'm heard, the ghetto listen I speak for those that feel the ghetto is prison We ghetto living, we ghetto driven Never mistaken for what the ghetto it isn't I feel these words, I'm heard, the ghetto listen Damn Kids getting killed out in the new town For the murder of kids to make it news now Our sons and daughters been dying for years The mother's been crying, the hood's been hurting, nobody is What a black life ain't worth shit Should've dealt with the problem before it surfaced In your town and now they talking about banning clips Assault rifles and rifles, what could you answer this? When them bodies was falling out in Chicago Philadelphia, New Orleans, the Papa Turned the blind eye to a whole race So a good guy had to catch a cold case Cause a bad guy looking for a whole place It's killer be killed on the block with no jakes Waiting to catch a slipper like you on roller skates When you enter the jungle, you better know the stakes We ghetto living, we ghetto driven Never mistaken for what the ghetto it isn't I feel these words, I'm heard, the ghetto listen I speak for those that feel the ghetto is prison Yeah. 